Dear Lord Jesus, we thank you for this beautiful day and we thank you for all the blessings you've showered upon each one of us, Lord Jesus, the seen and the unseen. Dear Jesus, thank you for bringing us again, once again this week to know more about you and to learn more about you and your word and your promises to us, Father, and using those and using those weapons for us to battle these daily lives and daily and the, the days in our lives, Father. Dear Jesus, as we uh, listen to uh, Joe Uncle preach today, uh, let the Holy Spirit be there and be present amidst us so that we're able to grasp whatever um, Uncle is trying to preach to us and uh, let the Holy Spirit help uh, us to whatever we need to listen um, in order for us to help, in order to help us, Lord Jesus, help us to retain that information and keep it with us. In your name we pray, amen. In the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. 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 Thank you, Jason. Good to see you all. It's been a long time. Can you guys hear me well? Yes. 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 All right. So I don't even know if you remember everything we were learning. What was the context? What did we learn? If anyone can do a quick recap. Okay, we did about body, soul, and spirit. We are a spirit being because that's how we are connected to God because that's how we are the image of God. And right. we prepared our, in, Thess in Thessalonians 1, 1 Thessalonians 5.23, St. Paul tells us about being a body, soul, and spirit. And then you compared it to the tabernacle. You told mm -hmm. about the holy of holies, holy place, and outer, outer, right. outer, outer courtyard, how we are there. And then you talked about Leviticus 16 also you spoke about where Aaron, uh, no, where the high priest, you know, he has to, how, um, how the high priest every year he has to do this whole ritual where he has to prepare himself, wash himself and put that robe and then he has to uh, offer the bull. Then he has to ask for the bull for him and his family. And then the two goats, one goat seven times for the Israel and one is left in the wilderness with atonement of sins. And then how you compared it to the New Testament and how we, that, you know, washing ourselves is uh, putting, is the baptism, you know, immerse ourselves with Jesus Christ and putting that robe is, you know, in the first Garden of Eden, the first sacrifice, God puts that robe on the, you know, that sheep, that animal skin on them. So that was the first robe. So how we put the robe of Jesus Christ and we get immersed in him. And... After all this, you taught us, you told us, in what are we doing to change our lives? Because once Jesus died and, you know, when we are in one with him, we become the holy, holy, we become the holy priest, I mean, the high priest. So what are we doing with our life? How are we changing it? What steps are we taking to be uh, for the atonement of other people's sins? What are we doing? Growing in our spirit. We cannot be in the infant stage. We have to grow now. Amen. That's a very good recap for Anastasia. Thank you for that. That's a lot of info. Um, and I would add um, that the whole theme is about temple, right? We mentioned how we have, we start from spirit, not body, spirit, and then soul, then body. Yeah. Usually we try to relate like body, then soul and spirit. But in fact, St. Paul starts from spirit and goes to the body. So that's how we are. We are spiritual beings. I would say trapped in this body, right? So we should start identifying. We should change our mindset. I always rem remind everybody that this is a mindset. Faith is a mindset. It's not a supernatural uh, stuff happening on a specific day. It's about changing our mindset to believe the unseen, Hebrews 11.1, 1, right? Faith is about knowing that there are unseen things in the Con spiritual realm. And conviction. And conviction, right? And the conviction that it's not just the knowledge, it's the conviction that if there are unseen things, I will choose to believe in that. And I'm very sure that when I, when I, by faith, when I pray for it, when I call upon those unseen, it will happen. This is a substance of the 
hope like so we are very much convinced that jesus christ exists he came down in the spiritual realm we are cleansed we are the sons and daughters of god we have authorities are all unseen there's no way we logically we can figure this out there's no evidence uh, we cannot measure it and prove it but we choose to believe and we are so convinced it's not just a belief it's not just a knowledge it is such a conviction <laughs> in our mind so that conviction which is this which hebrews the conviction has to happen in our mind into such a i mean how much ever you go in depth that's the faith the increase of faith right the more you get convinced of bible text about how you increase the faith by hearing the word of god what happens when you hear something when you absorb something into your mind you are more convinced about it you study a particular subject you became an expert in it and then you can want implement it the more you do it you became uh, so experienced so same same thing the more you unless you learn about unseen things how would you be how would you have conviction that's why we need to read the word of god word of god talks about all the stuff the spiritual things so once you have that in your mind holy spirit will help you to um understand in a deeper meaning he will teach you he will tell you secrets uh, of the spiritual kingdom and make your faith grow so it's always a working with our own now we have to put our effort and then holy spirit helps us he's a helper he's not a leader so we need to do something in order to for him to help us everything which we cannot do a helper will be there if we can do ourselves we don't need a helper right so we can read the parables but to understand the spiritual truth we need a helper the real truth so that's where holy spirit comes so first let's do our part by learning by reading word of god by meditating it upon the rest god will do so that's where uh, the faith comes into picture but this all in the mind but remember we are talking about spirit mind or i would say soul soul has mind emotions will all that com- comprises soul and then body so the whole topic of discussion of this temple all the three parts of human being started when we were planning to do what we were planning to experience the presence of god every day so there were questions aroused like how do i experience the presence of god what should i do in the one hour time i'm going to dedicate with holy spirit i don't even know what to do right so that's where there were many questions so that's when we started this discussion and it has gone to many uh many sessions so it's about temple uh temple is not a building like we saw the first temple um where did you say where was the first temple first temple was this no at uh, that eden garden of eden right so if if, I, if before the session we will say the first temple was built by solomon but now we know that temple is not a building what is temple the definition of temple we kind of rephrase the temple into a meeting place of god and his creation or humans right uh where they exchange or where they exchange their love exchange their presence uh, that's what a temple is so the first temple was in garden of eden where eve and adam was walking freely with god having communion with each other without any hindrance that's was that was the first temple then something happened in the garden of eden we know that we were expelled from that temple but at the same time uh we were there was a sacrifice done there was shadows of what's going to come eventually solomon builds a temple even in the tabernacle in the tent right and while they were going through the yeah, israel yeah. walking through the wilderness god's presence was there but it was a kind of moving mobile temple i would say the temple was there in the sense god was able to be present in the holy of holies and aaron the high priest can go inside there was still a communication or communion between god and his chosen people but it is not as easy as in garden of eden this temple had a separation curtain. right a curtain before the holy of holies which indicates that we are we have lost that 
uh, state of grace we moved out of garner of even even now it is very difficult for human beings in the current fallen state to freely approach god's presence so that's a symbolic curtain there even in the curtain there were uh, pictures of cherubs symbol symbolizing that the tree of life was guarded by the cherubs, cherubs. so the entire temple the garden of eden was guarded by cherubs the presence of god is no longer accessible to human beings so that kind of symbols uh, sim- uh, the same kind of sh- uh, symbol the same shadow is in the tabernacle the curtain in the holy of holies we have god's presence but nobody can enter there except the high priest that too only once in a year with the elaborate uh, preparation and if he hasn't repented of his sin if, if he hasn't done it properly he will die immediately that was a setup so this all this temple setup everything in the old testament is a shadow of something new to come some is trying to teach us that something greater is coming and then we see that the solomon's temple came and it got destroyed after 400 years uh then then a second temple was built during jesus time that was a temple standing there and here comes jesus he comes and says that okay if you destroy this temple i will rebuild it in Three days. Three days. Three days. So what temple is he talking about? About his own body. Right, his own body. It clearly says in the New Testament that he was talking about his own body. But the Jews thought that he was talking about the temple, second temple standing there, the building, which will be... So he, they, were, they were thinking that this guy is crazy. So it took so long to create it. But this guy shows up and says, destroy it, I will rebuild in three days. But then... scripture clearly mentions that he was talking about his own body so now we have a new temple which is jesus own body he himself calls himself a temple why did he call himself as a temple because if we go back to the definition we derived temple is a meeting place where god is having communion with human his creation and jesus was a temple because there was no veil needed there was no sin in him Holy Spirit and Father and Jesus in his bodily form, the human form, was always in sync. Just like in the Garden of Eden, and Garden of Eden where Adam could be one with Father and the Holy Spirit and Jesus. And that's why the glory was covering Adam and Eve. They didn't even know that they were naked. That was the clothing. That was the first thing that happened. Like they were ashamed that they, they started looking at their body. The glory was gone. the glory from god was uh, they were so in oneness that even adam and eve were completely covered by the glory same glory cloud we see in the temple set up every time when there's a temple set up the glory comes in the moses uh, in in the exodus we see the god's glory came upon a, as a cloud and filled the moment moses dedicated the first temple which is at tabernacle then the same thing happens in solomon's time solomon built this temple he built it for a long time and then he waited for 11 months for the dedication of the temple and on that we can read it in first kings chapter 8 um about how go solomon dedicates the temple he has built so he built a, many, a beautiful building but it is it is not a temple yet the the intention of that building is to be a temple so pay close attention solomon built a temple sorry solomon built a very beautiful building which is intended to be a temple but it is not a temple yet it's just a building it's very beautiful it looks very beautiful and he waited for 11 months and then on the feast of the booth the feast of tabernacles he chose to dedicate this temple so if you, you can read it in first kings chapter 8 it's very elaborate he called upon all the elders uh, all the priests they are bringing the ark of covenant so right now the ark of covenant is in mount mount zion david bought it from bought, bought it and it's in the mount zion now from mount zion they are bringing the ark of covenant which is the presence of god into this newly built building and bible says that on the way they are bringing their uh sacrificing 
ox, sheep, and it's countless. The Bible says there, we don't even know how much animals were sacrificed on the route, in route. And then uh, the moment the Ark of Covenant is placed in this new building, uh, and the glory of God came into the presence, in, into this building. It was filled with the glory of God, just like what happened when Moses did it. So that's where it became the temple of God. Until that, until that moment, it was just a beautiful building. So now relate this to, keep that there. And now let's come back to the temple Jesus mentioned, his own body. He said, I will destroy, if you destroy this in this temple, I will rebuild it in three days. And he did. Um, they destroyed his body, killed him. But he, in three days, he rose again. He ascended. And then he says something very beautiful. Uh, or I, I would say that St. Paul says that particularly. We all hear that all the time. So Second Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, 19. Can someone read it? 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19. First Corinthians chapter 6, 19. Um, or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, which you have from God, and that you are not on your own, but you are not your own? But yeah. you were, That's good enough. Yeah. So now God is telling us, you are the temple of God. Jesus said, he is the temple of God. Then after Jesus did his earthly mission, he went back to God. He seated at the right hand of the Father and he sends Holy Spirit to anybody who believes in him. So when we get baptized, when we proclaim our faith in Jesus Christ, something of a great spiritual significance happens. For us, it's just a baptism. It's just a time of celebration. But in the spiritual realm, that's the most important day for that particular creation. Holy Spirit comes. Holy Spirit comes and rests in this body. So Holy Spirit is a spirit. So his, he is going to be with our spirit. If you read Ezekiel, you will know that Father promised that there will be a day when I will send my spirit and I will give you a, a new spirit. Which means our own spirit, which was dead, will be renewed. That's the first thing. So our own spirit is alive when Holy Spirit comes. Second thing, Holy Spirit is going to dwell with us. So now, um, listen very carefully. In this temple or in... This temple, in our temple, you should focus on your own body. How many spirits are there? My spirit, Holy Spirit, Spirit of the Father, and Spirit of the Son. Four. Right. So let's say Holy Spirit and my spirit. Are we clear on that? Yeah. We have Holy Spirit and our own renewed spirit. Then the mind... And then, sorry, not mind, soul and body. So our soul and our body, and then our own spirit and Holy Spirit. This is the condition of anybody who is believing in Christ. This is very important. We need to understand. We have, let's say, four sections. No, I wouldn't say, we can't even define it, but let's say four components, right? Four components to remember. I am a spirit and I am alive now. Okay, because I started believing in Christ, Holy Spirit comes and the life of Christ is flown into my spirit and I became alive. Why? Before, was my spirit dead? It was not, I mean, it was dead, uh, spiritually dead. But I think when Holy Spirit came... If you, where do you see it? In the, it was a spiritual death anywhere in the Bible. 
and it's very important to understand. It's very basic, but nobody pays much attention to it. So let's understand this very clearly. We should not be having any doubt from now on. When was a spiritual death occurring in the Bible? Spiritual death. Why do I? Why am I saying that our spirit became alive? Or if I say that as wrong, so let me see what Saint Paul is saying that. Think about it, Jason. Think about it. Where do you see that the spirit is dead? Our spirit got, or our spirit tasted death. Even. <laughs> It's very easy. Okay. First Corinthians fifteen forty-five. First Corinthians chapter fifteen forty-five. Forty-five. Can someone read? It is written: the first hmm. man became a living being; the last man Adam gave a living, life-giving spirit. But who is the last Adam? Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ became what? Life-giving spirit. Life-giving life spirit. So it's not uh, some spirit, but it's life-giving spirit. spirit. So Christ is giving life to somebody, right? That's why he became a life-giving spirit. Yeah. So one of the things which happens when we believe in Christ, when Holy Spirit comes, Holy Spirit always remember Holy Spirit's purpose is to bring everything from Christ into the believer. That's the only role Holy Spirit is doing. If he is the wine, we are the branch. Branch cannot do anything on ourselves, but we will receive from the branch. Branch is, has done everything. The life is in the branch. Life is in the Christ. Life is in Christ. He is a life-giving spirit. He is a life-giving wine. We need to be attached to the wine and receive the life. So why do we need to have life? Aren't we living? Aren't Christians, uh, non-Christians living? Seems like they are living too, right? So what's the difference between a non-believer in Christ versus a believer in Christ? If we don't know the difference, then we are missing a lot of stuff. So why do St. Paul is saying that Christ became a life-giving spirit? Or I would say Christ, one of the main uh, purpose or main function of Christ is to give life. Any any clue? Who needs life? Is it because of life person? after death? It could be life after death. That's right. So let's see. Who needs life though? Everybody needs life. Everyone. A dead person needs it most, right? Uh, all right. The so spirit when, is what, dead. What was the first command given to human beings? In the first time, God of Eden. We only have one God. No, even the first one after creation. Given. Do not sin. First command was to know that uh, you have to tell the names of all the animals. <laughs> and that was just, uh, yeah, but that was, that's not a command, right? You should, command is more like you should do this, you should not do that. Yeah, like so that. it's not to not to eat, uh, not to commit sin indirectly in the sense, not to right. eat the fruit of. Yeah. Not to eat from the tree of knowledge. Knowledge and, and yeah. On the day you eat, what will happen? You, you will die. die. You will die. Did they eat mm -hmm. from the tree? Yeah. So you'll become spiritually dead. Right. So can, God doesn't cannot lie. So they did die on the moment they ate from the knowledge. Yeah. Right from the tree of knowledge. Um, but we see that Adam and Eve still lived, right? They had earthly life. They had kids, Cain, Abel, and all that. So they were still alive. So what was the death God was talking about? Spiritual, spiritual death. death. Right, a spiritual death, which we need to understand a little bit more because it's it's a very confusing thing, right? For us, we, when we are physically alive in this earth, death means... We have to define death. What is death? Physical death of life. means 
physical death means our body is still there right body doesn't vanishes into thin air that's not death physically we are here but what happened your soul our, our life is gone this physical body the stopped responding to its environment mm-hmm. right if you kick a dead body it doesn't scold you it doesn't feel pain it doesn't cry so the body is still there but its ability to respond to its circum- uh, respond and receive from that environment ceased it's not there yeah it's not there so that's death or i would say it's got disconnected from yeah. its natural environment so that's a case of physical death the body dies when it gets disconnected from it's a it's all natural environment environment so what would be the spiritual death spirit will be still there but the spirit's ability to communicate with the spiritual realm ceased is gone yeah is gone so that makes sense right that's spiritual death so the moment we disobeyed or we let's say we went to the other side we lost that ability to be one with Connected. god we were not we were because we brought in darkness and god is holy and th- that disconnect happened that disconnect same disconnect happened when in christ when he was crucified on the cross when there's a moment when sin comes to him and that's when jesus said like why did you forsake, forsake me, me. Same, yeah. same connection disconnection happens that was his biggest pain that's the reason why he sweat blood because everything else the pain of physical pain he could he didn't care at all but the most important thing was his separation with the father and holy spirit he cannot contain it that's why he was in such a pain anyway so that's a disconnect that's a spiritual death yeah. which happened to every human being because of adam and eve and that's why that's a fallen state that's the original sin which means sin is a separation from god we are separated that's a spiritual death so every human being who is born out in this world as a dead spirit the spirit is there but it is dead right right okay my battery is going to die now my laptop is going to die so if uh, give me one second i'll be back let me plug in varina yeah so spiritual death means when we lose the ability to be one with god is it yes Yes. Yes. Right. and we have no connection with the spiritual uh, kingdom spiritual spiritual realm yeah okay. okay thank you all right i'm back sorry so spiritually that means the spirit is still there we are born with the spirit but that spirit's ability to communicate with god is gone we are spiritually dead to the kingdom of god i would say so that's our state but the moment when we that's why jesus had to become a life giving spirit that was the reason why he became a life giving spirit so that he can inject this life back into the spirit <coughs> who who our spiritual being who believes in him will have this new ability to communicate back to respond back into the kingdom of god so that restoration happens the moment we get baptized and that is in the spiritual realm you won't feel it in the physical realm so when we went go through a baptism we won't necessarily see that okay the baby became super uh, different right um so that's one thing you need to remember now we have holy spirit we have a life a spirit which is alive our own spirit which is alive to the kingdom of god we have the ability to Come communicate on. with father communicate with jesus communicate with holy spirit communicate with everything in the kingdom of god that's a truth only when you know the truth you will be set free set that's free. what bible says so until today we never thought about it so we never realized the truth so realizing this truth should bring some freedom to us 
or it should bring some um, realization that we have a little more than what we thought to be a Christian. That's the entire reason why we should study Bible, we should pursue this kind of studies so that we can let Christ fulfill what he wanted on that cross. Christ died. Question. Yes. So, um, like during baptism, you get the spirit, like the life-giving spirit. But then when you commit sin, is that ability again disconnected? Mm, that's a good question. We should really, that's a topic for like one hour discussion. But that, that's how we should think. See, in the Bible says, remember the Holy of Holies. If the high priest had a little bit sin, not even a little bit, like if he had any sin at all, what will happen to him if he enters into the holy presence? Right. He will die. He was a high priest. doesn't matter. If he had sin, he will die. So now, when we say that we have Holy Spirit, we have the presence of God in our spirit, when we sin, is he going to leave? That's a very good question. Jesus. I would like somebody to answer it. We're not today. I was thinking and listening to the talk, and I was thinking like, when we, if you really think that if we are the temple of the Holy Spirit, then you know we cannot allow these thoughts even to come into our mind, and even the like, tongue, your tongue, your blessing and cursing, and it is so powerful, and we use it yeah. without thinking. We just say whatever we want, and. Uh, I know. So in the temple, and when Solomon dedicates the temple, God gives his promise. If you continue to continue to do the commandments, as I said, I, my presence will not leave. But you see that in the Old Testament many times, God's presence left the temple. Right? When Israel was doing all the stuff. So it's a very good question and it, we need to find the answer. If God's, and even there's a possibility in the Bible, uh, you know the David in, in Psalms, David prays like that. Do not take away your Holy Spirit from me. So he knew that it is a real possibility that after he sinned, Holy Spirit would depart from him or God's presence, God will depart from him. And it was possible. But here in New Testament or in our own life, the temple which we are, are we keeping our temple holy? Are we worshipping God here? Not really. We are, we never thought about us being the temple, first of all, but we were doing the sins. How is, how are we sure that God's presence is still us, with us? How is that, or how is it even possible that when I am sinning, the most holy God can still reside in my body? But That's a very good question. Yeah, but, uh, I think uh, we have been given the sacrament of confession and reconcile. Right. I think when we reconcile with God, He comes. It's real. So it's more like He goes and then He comes back. And uh, in my like in my theology class in high school, like uh, the like father always explained to us as if like a chalice or like a glass was there. And when the first sin happened, uh, the base broke. And then when Jesus came, your base is fixed. It's not, as, like, it's not perfect, but it's fixed. Um, and when you don't sin and the base is there, uh, you, you pray more and those graces begin to fill up the, the, the glass. And then you're able to see it actually into fruition. But as soon as you sin, the base breaks. So as, as much as you try to pray and you try to get those graces, everything's like, like falling through the glass until you go for confession and you fix the base again. So when the base is broken, then the Holy Spirit will be gone. The presence will be gone. That, that, yeah, that's why, that's why I brought the question right. up because then it contradicts. But think about, Jesus said, I will never leave you alone. Right? But it's, I don't think he's leaving. Maybe we are leaving him, no? Because we are leaving. Well, 
I feel we go away from God when we sin. So in order to get back, we need to repent for our sins, ask forgiveness, so that we get back, we come back. Okay, so put it in the perspective of our topic. When we sin, are we not becoming? Are we not a temple of Holy Spirit anymore? Because Holy Spirit is gone because we are sinning. And when there's sin, God cannot stay in that place. Is that yeah. the truth? Yeah. No, That's but no, no. I don't think the Holy Spirit will ever leave. No, no. Because of the sacrifice of Jesus. Yeah. Holy Spirit and everybody. Still there. They don't leave. Yes. It's only that we are going. So it's. the spirit of the become too weak is there right like uh, as god i mean jesus also said saint paul i think said that uh, jesus sacrificed once for all for the, all the saints the past uh, present and future so you are the truly the the uh, you are truly the um, tabernacle or temple of the god so um, you sin your weakness for god in his mercy even his forgiven it basically so you sin you have a guilt um, go to the reconciliation and god's abundant mercy but uh, whenever if he is commit a sin the guilt conscious uh, or the uh, the uh, the satan keeps on coming and saying that oh okay he tempts you to create the sin and uh, he's such a such a cheater and after that the guilt comes on he puts your guilt okay you are now away from god you have a sin and you are living in the guilt actually where your spirit is so weak and so are dying there kind of a thing and then it says that go to the back to the god he has forgiven your sins have a mercy fill up with your mercy and your spirit again becomes alive or gets into the fullness actually maybe my interpretation wrong but then and does that mean your spirit is dead no i but i Sorry? feel because jesus but because the- ஆஸ்கிங் unless we get the answers of this we won't be confident in our faith so we, what we are talking about is two different things one the salvation aspect of it are we saved by our own righteousness no we know that right so because jesus whatever good we do won't measure up to god it's not enough it's not enough so it is very clear that it's only because of jesus christ we are going to walk into the kingdom of god regardless of how many how big preacher you are how many people you saved it doesn't add up it always is based on christ sacrifice mm-hmm. and the second thing is while we are in this physical world how do we live right when we commit sin are we going to lose salvation i mean these are big big topics which um requires a lot of uh, uh, thinking and debating and learning but let's read Hebrews 6.6, just to answer one question that Jason asked, right? When we sin, is the Holy Spirit leaving us? Are we going to be like... And they have fallen away since on their own they have been, they are crucifying again the Son of God and are holding him up to contempt. Contempt. Whenever, so St. Paul is saying, whenever a believer who already have tasted the freedom of Christ, who basically a believer who professed Christ as his Lord, is sinning this is what happens in the spiritual realm he is saying they are crucifying once Jesus. again the son of god so it's not oh just he is saying oh you guys are again crucifying it's actually happening every time when we sin let's say the holy of holies where the presence of god is there is in our spirit right we soul spirit soul and body so in our spiritual let's say it's spiritual in the core of our being holy spirit is there he's god holy spirit cannot exist by him so he's trinity so the entire godly presence is inside us living with our spirit and the moment we sin using our mind and our body the sin is going to the darkness is coming in and we, the holiness will leave or will it leave that's a question so when that happens 
anyone who is in Christ who is sinning a crucifixion happen again or Jesus is being crucified again is what St. Paul is saying. So what are we doing every time when we sin? Crucifying Jesus. Crucifying Jesus, Jesus is getting crucified for our sin. That that immediate sin, which could have taken the entire godly presence from our body, Jesus comes in and he is again, not again, but the same crucifixion. He's been applied. He's going through that pain again. He's actually taking that, absorbing that sin immediately because we still believe in God. That's the mercy of God. That's the that's grace. We don't deserve it. But just because we believe it, Holy Spirit, Jesus Christ took away that sin immediately and he is being the shield. Still, Holy Spirit will be, he's the reason why we have, that's how he is giving us life every time, every second. We don't understand this. Every second Bible says Jesus is still interceding for us. His blood is still being interceding for us. Why? Because every minute we are sinning. Every day we need the God's mercy is new when it's good to read, but when we understand that everything which we do has a, have a spiritual, have an impact on our Lord Jesus Christ, we will think again. Because it is such an abundant revelation. If you grasp it, the depth of it, we will understand how much Jesus loves us. What all he goes through every second to keep this life to keep our salvation intact, to keep Holy Spirit inside, to still keep us as a temple, Jesus is the reason. He, he is still holding that promise that I will never leave you alone, that he is still there. The one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. This is the mystery which was hidden from the very beginning that Christ dwells in you. So Christ is dwelling in us for what? Not just to be the Lord, but also to be the sacrifice, to be our own lamb. So that's an ongoing process. Right? That's an ongoing process which enables Christians, we all, to have that indwelling presence all the time. So that's a fire which will never be put out. It's inside. The fire in the Holy of Holies is always there. So that's our seal of salvation. That's why St. Paul says, Holy Spirit is our seal. We are sealed for salvation. He will never leave. He cannot leave because of Jesus Christ. And in the Old Testament, there was no way God could do that. Why? So Jesus could sacrifice. The St. Paul says, right? No matter how many animals are being sacrificed, that will not add up. I was just a shadow. Until the true Lamb of God came, this possibility was not there. That, that's what we are missing. We should not be looking at the Old Testament and thinking that, that those were great people. Moses, they were men of God, but the, that's why Jesus said, anyone who is in the, the least in the kingdom of God will be greater than John the Baptist, who was the, who Jesus himself <laughs> said, he is the, the biggest, greatest of the prophets. But the least in the kingdom will be greater than him. Why? Because we have this blessing where we became the temple of God. But the problem is we are not living according to that truth. Or we are blinded from that truth by filling the darkness in our mind. And we don't see the entire glory of this uh, wonderful spiritual truth. So that's what that's why we are trying to figure it out. Like if we are a temple, if the God's presence is inside us. Now we talk, spoke about how what we put in can it affect Holy Spirit, right? What whenever we sin, whenever we send the darkness inside, can it take away Holy Spirit presence from uh, our body? That's what we discussed. Uh, but now let's. But the actual topic, the intention of this session, is to do the other way around. The Holy Spirit, the presence of the presence of God, the glory of God, which is indwelling in the core of my being, needs to come out. That's the only way we can manifest the kingdom of God. That's how you can enjoy the presence of God. That's a possibility. If we can send darkness inside, the, that's why Jesus said, everything which comes 
the living water will flow from your inner being. It has to come, right? The living waters will, who are believes in me will become new person. Become a new person also. The living waters will flow out. You become a fountain or like a well, right? Well, that springs out. It will keep coming. It will keep coming. When we go to a retreat, we get a retreat high, but it fades away in seven days. Why? Because we don't fuel it. Yeah, because we are storing it in a bucket or something, some kind of vessel, right? And it, when it dries out, that's done. There's no spring from inside. In a well, there will be always water. Why? Because it's keep coming. Because it's coming from the core. So the moment when you start that living water flows from inside, we, we don't need this always infilling and then drying out and then that cycle will not be there. It will be from within. It will be a fountain which goes out Cleanse when the water comes, what happens? It cleanses out everything on its path. If we are able to bring up this living Holy Spirit into your soul, into your body, what will happen? Your mind will become holy. Your body will become holy. You are what you do will become holy. Your surrounding will become holy. If when the holiness comes around you, what happens? No, there won't be any sickness. No unholy things can stand there. That's why when St. Peter walks, what happens? Wherever people are getting healed. Healed because the healing is not something which will, uh, the sickness is not there in the kingdom of God. So anything which is not according to the kingdom of God have to go. That's why saints have uncorrupted bodies. They even went to that extent where the glorified be, being, glorified body is even coming to this physical realm. So these are not supernatural, miraculous things, but those are that's how we as Christians are supposed to live. Unfortunately, we have lost all that. But if we are so committed, if we are so eager to understand the spiritual truth and bring the kingdom of God, it will still happen. God hasn't changed. Jesus hasn't changed. The word of God hasn't changed. Holy Spirit hasn't changed. The world has changed. Kingdom of Darkness have new way of attacking us. But if we tap into the spiritual realm without any other agenda other than Jesus, we will be able to manifest the Kingdom of God. And that's what lacking in this world. So coming back to this understanding that we are the temple of God, every one of us, regardless of our situation, regardless of our sinfulness, regardless of our knowledge of God, knowledge of Bible, it doesn't matter. It's a grace. God has put his own presence inside us. We are the temple of God. Now, we need to agree with this truth. That's where we are lacking. Or the enemy has darkened our minds by putting doubts, putting other busy things in their life or other agenda in our mind. Our mindset has changed. Our mindset is completely worldly. And I say worldly, it's not like, okay, we are being in sin, but it's more like we are not spiritual. Our mind is always wandering about the things of the world. But the, when the mind is wandering in the spiritual realm, that's why Jesus, St. Paul says, if you are risen with Christ, always remember, think about things in the spiritual realm. Always seek and find new things. Our mind will be changed. We have the mind of Christ, all that comes up. So basically, if we figure out how we can bring from our spiritual realm into our whole soul and then into the body, we are there. So our life is all about that. A Christian's life is beautifully said in, uh, I think it's CC Catechism, it says, uh, I don't know, maybe it's a saying who said, a human being, a Christian's entire life is about figuring out Holy Spirit or letting Holy Spirit take over him. Um, painting Christ for his life. So we are called to be Christ. That's our slogan, be Christ. And it is very much possible for everybody because it's grace. But we need to be willing to do certain things. So that's what we only have like, how many minutes? Eight minutes, nine minutes. So coming back to the key point, Solomon has a building. He brought the Ark of Covenant. The glory came, but the, he does something after that. So similarly, we have a building, this body, 
right? Jesus brought Holy Spirit into our inner being, like the Ark of Covenant where the glory came down. We are filled with Holy Spirit. But Solomon does something more. And then it becomes a real temple. He does a sacrifice. And then he does a prayer and of dedication. So when, whenever, I don't know if you have attended a new church being inaugurated, like in Catholic church, there'll be a dedication. There's a special prayer, elaborate yeah. prayers dedicating, right? Yeah, they go around the church also. Correct. So similarly, okay, now let me ask this question differently. So Solomon built that building. Who, who paid for the building? Of, of course, Solomon, right? He's the one who built it. So in, in that sense, or the owner of that building is Solomon. Solomon. After the dedication, who owns the building? God. God, God, God owns the building. Because it's a house of God. It's called house of God. It's not house of Solomon, where God is visiting. Mm -hmm. The owner is different. Now it's the house of God. Anything happens over there will affect the owner or it's based on the owner's discretion. That's why Jesus said, it's my father's house and he was trying to yeah. cleanse it. up. So every church or every temple belongs to, who is the owner? God. God, God is the owner. So now let's go, go back and read that first verse Jason read. First Corinthians Chapter 6, 19. First Corinthians, chapter 6, 19. Can you read it again? Yeah, yeah. Um, or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, which you have from God, and that you are not your own. Read away. You were brought at a price. So this is where we are missing. We think this body is mine. This life is mine. This mind is mine. But once it's dedicated to God, who is the owner? God should be the owner. He should dictate what should happen here, not me. Because I'm not the owner anymore. I'm a tenant. Right? I'm a, I become a more like a guest. Until today, did we consider Holy Spirit as the owner of this body, of this life? No. Or are we considering him more like a guest who is residing somewhere, who is activated at some point? Or maybe the other way around, like, He's going down in and up. He's more like ignored on the side. And we are the owner. Somehow we have to bring the presence. Somehow we have to get an anointing. We have to get the gifts of God. It's all about me. Because I own this body. And this is my life. That's the mindset. right? And it is not bad mindset. We're still seeking God. We're trying to be spiritual. That's why we are asking God to bless me. But Bible says... Every blessing is already given in you, for you to Christ. Even in the spiritual circles, we see this, right? We are still seeking for many things. But the truth is, this is where we are lacking. We are not yet dedicating our body to God so that it will be temple. It will be his own Rules will be dictated. We still own this. We are still holding on to this. This is mine. And God, you bless it. You do this. You do that. You are more like a, then who is the God of this house? It's me. Because I am dictating things. I am the owner. I am the Lord. The landlord, right? The landlord means he owns. He makes the decisions. So, so the, if you want to go into that kind of spiritual realm uh, where we can manifest God for the, his own glory, where we will be uh, used in the kingdom of God mightily, we need to grow into that acknowledgement that this body, this mind, this life belongs to you. I'm dedicating to you. 
the presence remember solomon's temple the building the ark of covenant came same way we have holy spirit but until he does the prayer he dedicates everything and he moves out and then only then god take over and that became the center for jerusalem from then on that's that's what we are called for are we willing so uh, or other words i would say to the measure of how much we have dedicated our own body life and everything which we have in this world to god's purpose we will be used that much only that to that extent so who is preventing the manifestation of god to the completeness it's not jesus me. it's not holy spirit it's me see the responsibility comes to that believer so that's what we should understand like varanasi mentioned if we get into that kind of thought process we should be uh very much aware of our actions our thought process we are a tenant a tenant cannot do whatever he wants to this building right if i am renting if i break something i will be responsible i have to pay for it that's what that's what, that's exactly what saint paul is saying you are not of your own remember you are bought by a price it belongs to christ there are many other scriptures which we can look the the body is jesus body is god the body belongs to god he owns us that's why saint paul is saying a sacrifice as a true sacrifice this is a true worship that you living sacrifice that your body has to be sacrificed every day our own flesh our own ambitions our own worldly thoughts all those has to be crucified on this in this temple that's the real worship so our real worship is up to us if you want to sacrifice our own ambitions and put the focus more on god it's not that okay we had to be giving up everything but the priority should be god priority should be the kingdom of god and giving this great truth to others and everything else will be added if you seek the kingdom of god everything else will be taken care of right so that's just a mindset change it's not like okay i'm lacking a bigger anointing from somewhere the anointing will come if you have this mindset it will follow you these gifts will follow you right that's what bible says nowhere i read that the believer will follow the gifts but that's what i see in every charismatic circle every try everybody is trying to follow a gift okay i need that gift i need this gift where can i get it will this brother pray for that maybe that prayer or maybe this retreat center it may i may get gift because i'm thinking that only a brother can give that's only the way you can get it what you believe is what you're going to get if that's a that's a half truth when you know that the true gift holy spirit is inside you and the only thing you need to manifest is by letting him take over my mind and body then you will work on that and that's where the living waters the life giving spirit of jesus christ will start flowing through you to others so that they can have life in their body by healing their sickness in their mind by consoling them by breaking the bondages by healing everything that's exactly what happened for all disciples and it is still a possibility for anyone who is willing but we need to give up our life for that and it is worth doing that so our time is up let's close our eyes we'll continue the session heavenly father we thank you for every word you have given us today we truly understand that we are the temple of holy spirit we are the temple where god the triune god is resting and this is the most beautiful secret and most beautiful mystery we thank you for this wonderful privilege that we never cared for today we understand and we acknowledge that your presence dwells in us and it is just a matter of time before you will conquer our mind our body and we will be used for the kingdom of god we proclaim this father that we are willing to give up our body give up our mind and spirit everything you need for your own glory father bless us we are going forward with only this intention wherever we are going ahead in this week a blessing every single second of this week be blessed to proclaim your glory wherever we are going in the office studies in our homes let the glory of god spread right now all the travels we are doing we are blessing them by the blood of lord jesus christ we are pouring out your blood everywhere everything to 
everything which we are planning to do, everything which we have, everything which we possess in this world be covered by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let every kingdom of darkness force be gone. All the plans Satan has employed against us, we are destroying it by the blood of Lord Jesus Christ. Father, we are asking that your angel, angelic protection will be assigned to all of our belongings. Change our mindset, Father. Give us more faith. Teach us more spiritual truth. We thank you for everything, Father. We ask everything in the name of our Lord, our life-giving spirit, Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Thank praying. you. Uh, we are praying for uh, Roshan's dad. He fell down. So we are praying for his healing. We are also praying for his mother whose birthday it is today. We are also praying for Tom's birthday and for all those people celebrating their birthday in the month of July. Uh, we are also surrendering all the people who are sick and all who are struggling financially and all the people who have asked us to pray for their intentions. Amen. Thank you all. I'll see you next week. Thank you, Father. Thank, 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 Thank you, brother. Thank you, everyone. Bye. 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 Take care. Bye.